What's up, brother? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, bro. Man, red hoodie. When you're done with a reading. You look like super stoned. You look, <laughs> you look awake and good to go. It was. It was. It actually, wasn't a reading. It was a coaching call. But I. I'm still, oh, that's oh, right. A little mushy. But that's because <laughs> I felt this way all morning. It was. It's been a weird morning, dude. It has been a weird morning, hasn't it? You had one too. It's like I'm in and out of like really acute and like acutely aware of what's going on around me, and then I switch into like mashed potato brain. That's funny. Oh, mashed potato brain. Now I'm so familiar with you. Mine's been more like emotional <laughs> and like just it's been. I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I need to just go back to sleep. That, that's that's a more typical thing. Like, oh, I've been so tired the last week. And then I like meditated and I ended up meditating for like an hour. I was like, I'm still not ready to do anything. Wow. Sat there on my phone. I was like, ah, I just felt every single thought and emotion possible. I'm like, man, this is a mess of a morning. <laughs> oh my God. Like, uh, I'm not going to carry this through my day. Like, I don't, I don't need to. This can shift. So I'm not going to hold on to the fact that things are just weird right now. I'm just going to keep moving. Um, but what was, what was yours like? I have more to that. But my, mine was, was similar to yours in the sense that like I woke up and I was a cranky little bitch when I woke <laughs> up. <today. laughs> I woke up and I wanted to go straight back to bed, but I was like, nah, you know, I got to get myself up. I've got plans. I got to do these things. Um, and I felt like pretty good, but I was sitting there meditating. I didn't meditate for an hour because that's wild, but I meditated for like 30 minutes and the whole time or the whole first 10 minutes or whatever was like, like you're saying, very angry, very frustrated, super emotional. And I was just watching it. I was like, dude, why am I in such a sour mood? Like, why am I feeling so angry and so judgmental? I was like running over conversations I'd had like five years ago that I'd forgotten dude, I'd ever yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up like arguments I'd had with like random people that I don't even remember the names of and <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> and uh, then I went to, I went to class and we did med skills and that was great. And then I got home and I've just been straight up handmade mashed potatoes ever since. Well, good thing we love mashed potatoes. We are pro carb. Mm -hmm. It's all good. That's right. <laughs> so I like mashed potatoes. Zach likes mashed potatoes, but it hasn't been a mashed potato brain day for me. Um, for me, I took it the other way. I was like, all right, I'm going to go do something and I need to move. Like that's, that's what I was telling you yesterday. Like my commitment mm -hmm. in this month, my discipline is about body. So I'm going to do some yoga, get a quick little like mobility session, get some movement in and really ended up just put on some music, kind of dancing and lightening up and playing around as I was, you know, doing it and flowing. And then really did some just energy movement practices everything felt good. I'm like, Oh, Holy crap. I got to go get in the shower and get ready. I have a session soon. I got to go get in the shower. I got to get the dog out. Get all these things done before I go. Okay. Got to go. Um, hop in the shower, showered really quick, was feeling really good, really powerful. Walk out the door, take out the dog. And this thing happens where like, I ran into like four different people on my way. Mm -hmm. Neighbors, they all know me. Uh, every single one of them crosses the street and like gets out of the way. And usually that's just the thing with my dog. I have a Husky and, you know, COVID yeah, stuff. Like we all kind of just cape our space, but it's never that, like, usually it's like one or two people will. And um, some of those dogs, they're, they're friends with them, but today they cross the street. And this is something that you and I have talked about before, right? Sometimes like our own energy, like people can be repelled by it. And it's like mm -hmm. a little intense. And I felt that like my energy was a little intense, but it wasn't like they were repelled either. Like 
they then acknowledged and said hi and waved and asked how you're doing we're all friendly and i was really friendly back but the intensity of the energy they still kind of had to like just get slightly out of the way that's a really interesting thing i mean i remember when you came and visited and we were like i think we'd grab smoothies or something like that we were on like smoothie day getting ready to go grab lunch and we were talking and you took like a step back for me and I was like, what was that? And you're like, what, what was what? And I'm like, you just took a step back. What was that? He's like, oh shit. I didn't even realize that. I and had we were no talking idea about how intense that energy is. You don't even realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, I knew I was thinking about that moment too. So I had to share that with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually realized, you know, Neil and his shower thoughts. <laughs> I was thinking about that or no, I wasn't, wasn't Neil in the shower thoughts because this was after the shower. Something, sometime in Neil thoughts. Maybe you were walking in the rain and you just thought you were showering. <laughs> that does happen. That happened yesterday, actually. <laughs> this is a cold ass shower. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I was like rushing back in to get to the call and all these things. But sometime between all that, I had some thoughts and I realized it was um, the funky morning. It was also post activation. Yesterday was a big mm. energetic activation day for me. I was like, I was really powerful and like really almost authoritative, but in a really heartfelt way. It's just very direct and confident. And um, had one of those moments where you things. kind of broke through into your future a little bit and then just kind mm. of like, you know, came back in there like, there's a taste. Yep. You ready for that? Brought some of that back into my body. And now my body is going through that integration. That's actually a good point, too, because that, that does happen. Like sometimes we'll get what we perceive as like an activation or something like, why am I not still fired up? Like I was yesterday. And really it's like, you're kind of going into that future energy that you're going to be embodying. And it's kind of like a trial run. It would be like uh, test driving a car. And like you said, you take some of that back with you, you go, you touch it and then you bring some of it back and you kind of get used to however much you brought back with you. I still, I mean, looking at that, I still see it as an activation. I think there's different levels of them, right? You can have a full force activation where everything just shifts and, you know, that just stays with you. Or there's like the little micro moments where you step into this and it becomes a part of you. And then it just kind of goes, it fizzles out and goes through its integration period until the next one. And as it begins to integrate more and more through your life. Yeah, it's interesting because I was actually thinking about activations last night. I didn't have one, but I was getting ready to go to bed and I was thinking about what we've talked about a couple of times, going to bed with your aura all fuzzy and weak and some of the things that can happen when you do that. You know, I was thinking about when we were doing the first run of this podcast where mm. every single day was like attunement fever. Right. And I was like, you know, I don't really get that anymore. Very rarely do I ever feel like I have my ass kicked that hard by energy. So it's interesting that I was thinking about that and you were kind of going through it. You were feeling me. <laughs> I was feeling you. You were feeling me, bro. <laughs> I was thinking about you <laughs> in the show. Getting ready for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that shit's coming up. A hey, mandate. Mandate. Yo, uh, this is what, what I was thinking about this last night too, actually. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, you and I were talking about country fried steak. It's like, oh, we're going to have the most broy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm going to have the meat sweats by the time we're done. Oh, and then you're going to be feeling me. The thing is, it's like so broy, but it's also going to be so feminine too. So feminine. We're going to be like eating steak and watching chick flicks. Oh, I can't wait. I love chick flicks, dude. I know. Didn't we watch one last time you were here? I think so. No, we watched like a teenage like girl drama something. I can't remember. Yeah, I think yeah, we think we watched the one about like the the girl who's 
long-term boyfriend breaks up with her and she's like in New York with her three friends. I don't know. Was- I don't remember that, but that sounds about right. Uh, anyways, what's going on for you, brother? You got any thoughts? You've had a lot unfold over the last few days and week. I've been, yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing, if that's kind of what you're referring to. I mean, I think we had talked about this a little bit last time and I've even read one of them on on the pod before, but like in the evenings when I actually give myself space and like 10 or 15 minutes of quiet time to just kind of be in that, in that solitude, in that masculine space, I've been getting a lot of downloads. So I'll just be sitting there and I'll get like one really good thought and I'll be like, I have to start writing that. And as soon as, as soon as I start writing it, it's just like four or five or six pages worth of material. I mean, you know, you've seen like the eight minute messages I've been sending you after I like read them to you. Um, it's been, it's been really cool. It's been kind of seeing, seeing my path unfold in front of me because as I write it, I know that there's, I'm, there's nothing I'm supposed to do with any of these writings right now, but they're accumulating And at a certain point, I'm going to be able to look at these writings and be like, this is a whole book. All I have to do is edit it to make sure it reads well and then add sequiturs for chapters and stuff like that. And it will be a full body of work. And part of it is the recognition that I'm working with. I guess you could say masters, maybe not like masters, like Jesus masters, but masters like, you know, like Galileo or like Tesla and what was his name? John C. Lilly, the psychiatrist who developed the sensory deprivation tank. So I have some of these people kind of coming through and giving me expansions of the work that they've done um, in very like fundamental philosophical ways to be built on scientifically later. So it's been really cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like, Oh, where's this supposed to go? Right. I have no direction for this one. And I wanted to say all these things. We're like, oh no, we're just supposed to channel. It's like, no, I want to keep talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been feeling super brain dead since we got on too. I was like, do they, do they want us to channel? Because I've got nothing. <laughs> I felt like I had so much today. I was like, I'm so excited to talk to Neil. And then I get yeah. on, I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. Okay. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I wanted to keep talking and it's just brain dead mode. I actually think you are supposed to channel first and then we go into the questions. And okay. How do you feel about that? sure yeah i mean we'll see (laughs) all right (laughs) we come to you with lessons on a day when you might not feel ready a new month has come the second of the year and how fast you feel it might be going and we say that this will be your new experience of time unpredictable as you are moving into an era where time holds less weight. So if things are moving faster than you think they should move, or moving slower than you would deem them, allow it to be. Time will move differently and subjectively for each one of you as you step forward onto your path. And this time will move in the way that it must move in alignment to your highest good. If you must allow things to shift and move quickly to prove to yourself that things can be had rid of, that things can be done away with, things that you thought you would never be free of, blowing away 
like a newspaper in the breeze, then that will be your experience. If you must have an elongated experience so that you can learn every detail of a lesson, then that is what you will do. There is no right. There is no wrong. There is just only what is meant for you. And in this, what is meant for the collective. We are asking Zach to step more out of the way for us so that we may bring through more energy for you. For each of you out there listening, if you are not behind the wheel of a vehicle, place your right hand on your heart. And say these words with us. I am that I am. I am as I am. I am one with all that is. And so it is. In this agreement, you align yourself to the highest potential available to you. Understand that things will continue to shift for you. That things will continue to let go and things will continue to be added. And we would like you to know that this happens first at a level of energy. Don't expect to quit your job tomorrow. Don't expect for $10,000 to end up in your bank account by the end of the night. Don't expect to have the perfect partner or the better friend by the end of the week. Understand that these shifts are happening at a level of energy and they take time to percolate into your system. The amount of time this takes is commensurate to your ability to let go and surrender to the process. The ability to let go of things that no longer serve you. And we say there is much that no longer serves you. The ability to be in acceptance and receipt of the gifts that the creator would like to give you. That the creator is meant to give you. And that your soul has planned for. Everything that you have experienced thus far and everything that you will experience going forward has been planned by you at a level of soul. No matter how malicious it might have seemed, no matter how drawn out it might have seemed, no matter how unfair it might have seemed, it was exactly what you asked for at one level. Forgive, forgive, forgive all that is all that has been, and all that will be. This place of forgiveness is a place of freedom. When you cannot forgive, what you are saying is that things should have been different, that things should be different. And the should always comes from the small self who thinks that he or she knows best. And we tell you that there is much that you do not know. 
has a small cell. By design, this is not an admonition of the small self. This is not a belittlement. This is law. This is law. This is law. The small self will be given information as it is needed to be an acceptance of this fact, to be an acceptance of this truth, and to understand that you will know everything you need to know as you need to know it is the mark of true wisdom. The mark of the fool is one who seeks knowledge when knowledge is not best to be sought. That is pride. That is hot-headedness. That is low self-worth and low self-esteem. The one who would rather be right than to be in love. In love, all is known that needs to be known. And you cannot have love without forgiveness. A grudge will keep you from love. Hatred will keep you from love. Because these actions are denial. Denial of the creator that exists in all things and can be nowhere else. When you reject someone, when you reject something, you reject God. And as you reject God, you reject love. And as you reject love, you reject the gifts of the kingdom, which is the realization of the divine in all things. We would like to clarify, for he has questions. He asks about the term rejection, because certainly, he says, you cannot accept one who physically or emotionally harms you into your life. And we would say no, that acceptance is not lying on your back and allowing people to walk over you like a doormat. But you do not reject their right to be as they are. You can accept that they have their right to be as they are, over there, away from you. A claim in high self-worth, a claim in self-respect, is not a denial of the divine. When you are uncertain of a choice to make when it comes to the others in your life, to your relationships, align to your divine self's wisdom. For she will know, he will know, it will know the best course of action to take. This is the crux of what we teach, and we teach it in many different ways with many different words. But if we could distill our teaching, it would simply be align to the divine self who knows. It is as simple as that. It is you who make it hard. But how do I align to the divine self? It should look this way. When I'm aligned as my divine self, I should feel this. It should be that. And again, you hear the shoulds, shooting all over yourselves, all of the small selves. Align to your divine self in knowing Place your hand on your heart. Breathe and practice 
surrender. When you surrender to the moment, you surrender to the divine self who can only exist in the moment because there only is the moment. When you project to the future of how things should be, look back at the past and say that things should have been different or live in the glory days as it were, you shut the door on the divine self who wishes to be with you in love always. But as you sit in the moment, you stand in. Yes, Zach, we know it's an oxymoron. As you sit in the moment you stand in, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved as and by the divine that is you, that is Neil, that is all things, the dog or the cat, the bird or the plane, the swimming pool or the natural creek. All of it is of God, even those things you say you hate. So be in surrender and realize the love that exists available to you at all times, at all moments. We gift you in love. Receive the gifts. You will each be receiving one. Allow it to come to you in the time that it is meant to come. And say yes to us if you would like, because we cannot say yes for you. We respect your free will. We honor you. And we love you. And so it is. All right, brother. I had the craziest experience during that. <laughs> I didn't have, I was not present for it because my body was just doing things and energy was getting sent. And <laughs> I tried to like tune in and listen. And then I just get taken back into the energy of it. It was crazy. And then I had realized we weren't recording. And then I had to, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> We were recording the whole time, and we're still recording. <laughs> I just had to do that with you I and mess with you. I almost bitch slapped the shit out of you in love. Uh, <laughs> I aligned to my divine self, and he said, bitch slap Neil. <laughs> oh, I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, it was totally God. worth it. <laughs> I think I just had a small heart attack. <laughs> oh, man. No, there was so much energy sent, though. That part was true. I, like... I, the amount of energy in that one was crazy and I just was just lost in it. So I was getting lost in the sauce too. I realized towards the end that they just had me like in my mind playing with myself, like to get out of the way, you know, like those little things that you see in the dentist's office. They're like the little bead things where the kids can like move the bead around. I was basically like, I was like the bead on that and they were like moving me around on it. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And I was just like channeling the whole time. And I realized at the end, I'm like, you've been distracting me like a child the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. That's amazing. Actually. Oh my God. They punked the (laughs) shit out of me. (laughs) And then they had me punk you again. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that that thought to do that came up mid channel. Like when there was like maybe like 30 seconds left, it was like, Oh, just make a joke. 
Okay, sure. You're listening to the words of God and they're like, you should punk Zach. I mean, <laughs> that's a common thing among channeling with Zach. Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. all right. So we have good questions. What do you, what do you have? I haven't heard this one yet. Let's go. I really liked this question a lot. Um, it's a longer description here. So I'm going to kind of like give the preface, the question, and then I'll kind of give my own summary of the, the final part. This person says in the spiritual world, we talk a lot about living our destiny, purpose, dharma, or whatever you call it. We put a lot of meaning into living our purpose, even saying that we're put on this planet to do or be of a certain mission. But the question is, what is the deal with people who are spiritual leaders but are wrong? And she gives some examples of folks who lead spiritual communities but misguide with false advice. For example, she gives... The example of a doctor who teaches a lot through astrology and divine power, but is pressing the idea that the corona vaccines are implanting chips into people, right? And she goes on to say, to clarify my point, if we are on this earth for a reason, why would some people who appear to be in alignment with who they are and living to the truth of their higher self to some or all degrees spread false information, whether or not it's unknowing? That's a really good question. That's what I said. I was like, that's a really good question. <laughs> oh man. You can go at this so many different ways. Um, I think, I mean, this takes us into more of a core philosophical answer of what's right and what's true and what's not. And one of the things you had said to me, and I keep bringing this up to you, particularly Zach, was we can't listen to our rational mind into the rational world as much anymore. There's so much that can be true or false, just depending on what lens or who you are or where view you hold. And what sliver of information you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Is it the whole truth or just a sliver? And we, we don't ever fully know. What we have is the capacity to listen to what resonates to us truly. And I think on a practical answer for everyone is... That's, that's, that's my advice here. There are so many teachers. There are so many ideas, so many beliefs, and they all vary. There are a million and a half different souls with different lessons and different reasons for what it is they do. For us, the same way it's our job, not our job, but what we are meant to do in a life is to learn to connect back to source, to find the source within us. That's discovering our, I don't have the right word for this, but it's learning what it is that resonates with you and why and how, because within that, there's something for you. There's a gift, there's wisdoms, there's teachings that matter specifically for you. So for this teacher, yeah, things may be false to you, but I also may be very true to certain people who need it. Also on a soul level is, you know, this person probably has some particular lessons that come through this manner. All things are divine as are, as is this experience of this person teaching, spreading quote unquote falsehoods. With all that said, it's up to us to really tune in to what feels right to us. Who do we want to listen to? If that's not you or me, as Neil and Zach, cool, don't listen to us, please don't. (laughs) Don't let us influence you. 
if you feel a resonance to someone and then that begins to change and that shifts, cool. You got what you needed to from that. Now let yourself listen to whoever it is that feels right for you to listen to. Trust your intuition here and let that guide you. All right. What do you got here, Zach? I think I'm going to get to the same ending from a different angle, actually. Let's do it. So I want to speak to the lessons that you talked about. And I just want to give some examples of that. Like you have to understand that these quote unquote spiritual leaders are not only having their own lessons, but they are creating lessons for others as we all do. This person's lessons might include what it means to be a leader, whether that's spiritual or otherwise, what it means to be able to hold the attention and the energy of those who would of those who would seek information or those who would seek guidance the experience of what it feels like to draw the divine energy through your body as a conduit and give it to others the ability to learn the lessons through the experience that all of the thoughts and information that comes to you are things that relate directly to your work. Cause that's really what it is, is like a spiritual leader. These thoughts and these inspirations come to you and everything can be given as a gift. And so learning what that experience is like for the quote unquote followers, for the people who are listening to this person, um, or for any of us who listen to spiritual teachers, there are lessons there as well. When this person starts to speak falsehoods, if somebody perceives that as a falsehood or realizes that as a falsehood, like Neil was saying, they have the opportunity to go within and to learn how to listen to the divine that exists within them. In some cases, a spiritual teacher will be given years and years worth of spiritual truth. And then they'll build a following and then they'll start to be given falsehoods. And this is, this is all coming to me at this moment. since I'm still in the records. They will be given falsehoods that people no longer resonate with so that those people learn how to go within and find the divine that exists within them and to be the source of their own answers. These people serve to connect others to the divine through that information, through that energy, through those activations. And then it becomes the responsibility of each and every person to realize themselves as the creator, as the guru that exists within them. So there are opportunities and lessons that are being created on either end. I feel I had more to say, but that's really what's coming through. That was a really interesting drop in awareness. And I think that speaks to me really, really powerfully because that's my process individually as a person. For any of you human design folks, um, I'm a manifesting generator. Before I knew that, it was just... I move through phases really, really quickly and I'm supposed to get something out of it. So I go into it full steam and on an ego lens for me, that was me doing things and then just never seeing it through 
But on the soul lenses, I got what I needed. Mm-hmm. I got what I needed from it. Okay, on to the next, and on to the next, and on to the next. So if you really deeply resonate with some spiritual teacher, great. And if you feel like you no longer do, please honor that. And that's going to be my take home for you because what I can feel is for so many of us, we're all shifting in so many ways. And what that means is we are letting go of the old. I mean, Zach, you had brought this through in channel in a way. Things are changing. We don't know. Things are changing really quickly and we don't know where it's going. All we can do is just listen to ourselves and where we're being pulled and where we're being guided. So you may find that the people you resonate with no longer are resonant for you. Cool. You're on your journey to find who else, what else, if anybody, maybe it's just time for your own truths. Go on exploration. It's soul time. All right. Anything else on this one for you, brother? Like I said earlier, I had things that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) He said no. (laughs) They're just, they're going as fast as they're coming. All right. Well, we'll go on to the next question. This one is actually for you specifically. Kind of. So this question is actually about one of your quotes that you had said. And you talked about how sometimes we are trying to make shifts. And sometimes we're just trying to shift way too far. And it feels like you're trying to escape your own skin. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the question here is, if a move in either direction feels like you're trying to escape your own skin, what's a good path to take? Practicing presence? Moving anyways? Seeking alternative pathways? So, brother, since this one was your quote, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, even though there are no words through you right now. (laughs) Yeah, I actually remember seeing this question. It came through on Instagram. And when I read the question, I felt this person's energy, not intentionally, it just kind of came through. And one of the things that came through is that there are more options that this person is not seeing, but this person is used to the skills that they have. They're used to the way that things have unfolded in their life before. And so they're only seeing these two or three options that they think that they have because that's what's been successful for them before or because that's what society has told them are the options when you're in this position. And like, I don't know what position this person is in. I don't even know what their options are as they're seeing them. But what I got from their energy or from their higher self or from their guides was there are more options. And these options will become apparent to you as you surrender because one of the things that I'm getting from this person is that they're feeling like they're that sensation that I was talking about feeling like they're crawling out of their skin when they think of doing anything with regards to the situation that they're referring to. And that is a clear sign from your higher self that you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard to make something happen. You think that something should happen. When in actuality, maybe you're in the right spot. And I will acknowledge this person said, like, should I be more present? So this person obviously knows that that's an option as well. But you will continue to feel this way so long as you identify the doing and the actions that need to come next 
as stemming from you, as stemming from you as blank. Not sure what your name. I'm not sure your name is. I don't remember reading it, but you as Alexa or you as Katie or you as Jonathan or Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. So long as you identify yourself as the actor, as the one who solves the quote unquote problem, you will continue to feel this sensation because what your higher self is trying to do with you right now or do for you right now is connect you to that place of flow that Neil always talks about, that we always talk about. The divine as you is seeking to create more options for you and is seeking to be the actor and will actually shift things and change things for you in ways that you have never even thought of before. And it will happen in a way that seems so simple and that seems so effortless that you will be left thinking, what the fuck? And it will almost feel like, how did this ever feel like a problem? Because the way that this type of thing works at the level of energy, when something like this gets dismantled, it happens through time. Because this construct, this problem that you're seeing out pictured before you is actually a problem and energy that's manifesting in your life for the purposes of connecting you more deeply to your soul. When this is dismantled, you will have trouble connecting to the emotion of what it feels like to be stuck in your skin right now. Because in some ways to your emotional body, this problem will never have existed. And that's what's being brought through. There was one little hint in there that you spoke to that I wanted to make a point of even more. And the energy of what you're sharing, right, is letting go, letting go of, you know, this version of ourself and allowing the authentic self, the higher self, the soul to express through and letting that be. And it's going to come with ease. And for this person, you know, this may mean practicing presence. And that was one of the little things that you had hinted at. And I wanted to acknowledge how that was even in their question. Oh, yeah, I said that. I said I was yeah. acknowledging her, her thing of presence. And, yep, and that, that's what I was highlighting is the fact that you, you did acknowledge that and that she had acknowledged that because this, a lot of times, is what happens in our own life. We acknowledge it unconsciously, very, very, very minorly. It just starts to slip in. There's little hints of these things in our life already. They're already expressing through us, like you said. We turn inward to actually pay some closer attention to see how and where, what ways are we being guided already? I actually had written a post about this because it was something that I was paying attention to within myself. For me, like I was saying earlier, I go through these phases and all my energy, you know, I, I just want to explore this one thing all the way and learn all these things and go into all this. And then three, four weeks later, it's complete shift. That's, that's soul driven. That's through my higher self. That's through my guides. That's, that's me, the way they want to take me. And my question in this post was, where are you being taken? Where is spirit trying to take you? So if you can slow down a little bit and pay a little extra attention to where your energy is going subconsciously, what are you starting to pay extra attention to? What things are you finding yourself interested in out of the blue? What things are you watching on TV out of nowhere? You just want to watch it. What foods am I eating? What, whatever. Where is my energy going 
naturally on its own. And you can start to kind of look and pay attention to these things and start to kind of see how this path unfolds of where it is you're being pulled to in this part of your life. Little, little hints, right? She was already even aware of it. It was in the question. Mm -hmm. And that's the way this works for us. There are little things that kind of hint of where this path is taking us at this point in our life. So. I love that your answer to that question, the where, you know, where are you being subconsciously drawn to mm-hmm. in the simplest, like we, when we think about our purpose and our path and these big things in our lives, we tend to focus only on the big things right. and we lose sight of all the small things. And so I love that you were like, well, what's happening subconsciously? Like, what are you watching on TV now? What are you eating now? What are you, what are you doing to play now? All those different types of things. And when I hear you talk about that, I see this person and I know our listeners can't see this, but I'm gonna show this to Neil. I see the person standing here and then in front of them are these two large like balls of energy. And if you look mm-hmm. at this person from the top down, it looks like in her field of vision, you can't see anything but these like big balls of energy. And those represent the options that she's seeing. As you, as you were talking about, what are you doing subconsciously that's like drawing you in different directions? I'm almost seeing her like being subconsciously just kind of like pulled off to the right. And then eventually she, when she finally looks up and realizes that she's actually circumvented those two options and she's on the other side of them. And one of the things from like a practical standpoint that came through that I wanted to really share for you is that you being listener. Is, <laughs> or Neil. Or Neil. I'm going to share this for you, Neil. Is the gifts of the divine <laughs> is... Like I said, I said a lot of things very vaguely about letting go, but one of the main things to really let go is that there is a way that it should be done. And part of, and and then accepting that a couple of things, the way that it will happen is the way that it should happen. And that the way that it will happen might not even be apparent as it is happening to you Um, in allowing the problem to, in some ways, work itself out, which I know as individuals and for listeners who are uh, in the, you know, in the Western hemisphere, doing equates to value for a lot of us. So I, I can almost feel when I'm saying like, well, just kind of like let the problem resolve itself some people would be like, what the fuck? Like nice cryptic language, dude. Like, let me give me advice so that I can do something about this. And that's the whole point is that like sometimes doing things makes it quote unquote worse. So the other aspect of this is what is called the letting go technique as spoken about by David Hawkins and has now been co-opted by psychotherapy as felt sense psychology. And that is feeling into the emotions as they are experienced as bodily sensations. So when you think about doing option A or option B and it creates that uh, like an anxious feeling or it creates a nervous feeling or it creates that feeling of wanting to crawl out of your skin stopping what you're thinking and not thinking about, well, this sensation means this, this, and this, and it means that I have to do this. And to just be present with the way that sensation feels in your body. Similarly, this will teach you 
to follow that guidance when it is drawing you towards the things that you do need to be doing. Like Neil is saying, where are you being subconsciously drawn? Like you're already doing that on a level. Like, well, what, what things are you watching now? You're watching them because they make you feel a certain way. What things are you eating now? Oh, you're eating those because there's a certain sensation in your body that tells you this sounds delicious to me, but you identify it as the thought. This sounds delicious to me rather than the energetic feeling in your body of like, yes. Um, and then we narrativize it and tell a story about it. Oh, I'm watching this show because I like this, this, and this. Oh, I'm eating this food because it's healthy and this, this, and this, rather than my body told me yes. And that's pretty much it. So that's my, that's my spiel, my Steven Spielberg. I like your Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I love your spiel, dude. I love your spiel. Spiel. It's got the same direction. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, There's two final sentences that came through of it. And it was just almost like a general theme for the collective right now is just how to navigate what we are going through is, I mean, no, I mean, (laughs) just the sentence. Uh, One, get money. We are being led through, get money, baby. Uh, that's a Neil lesson. <laughs> but for you guys, we are being led by energetics. I don't have full awareness or a description of what that is or what that means to you, but just let that percolate. We are being led by energetics. Two, the power of being. Being with something. Conscious stillness. Being with the emotions that come up. Being with the trying to escape out of my skin feeling that's coming up, being with the uncertainty, being with the whatever it is that's coming up. In the past, we've done so much of just trying to force and shift and direct. Right now, it's time to just be with whatever is coming up. So sit with it. Like Zach had said, whatever the feeling is, whatever that sensory perception is that's coming up within you, whatever the emotion is, just be with it. Don't have to, it doesn't have to mean anything at this point. Just breathe, sit with it, feel with it, observe it, explore it, connect with it. And then it'll go away on its own and you'll get whatever you need out of it. And actually, honestly, that's an energetic thing that will create whatever shift needs to happen. You will be led to whatever it is you're supposed to go. And that is Neil. He's done for the day. Dude, that, was, that was great. And it was so gentle and so powerful. And I really i really enjoyed that and one of the things that i picked up on you were talking about like it doesn't have to mean anything right now and at a certain point i feel like some things never really have to mean anything to the ego self i remember when we were first kind of going through like our super hardcore wiffle ball bat to the face version of like spiritual awakening and it was like everything that kind of happened we were like on the phone or on WhatsApp and we were like, dude, this happened. And I'm pretty sure it means this. And I'm pretty sure it means that. And now like we barely have those conversations and it's not that we're never doing that, but some things were just kind of like, you know what, like regardless of whatever this means, I know it's happening for a good reason. Mm -hmm. And if at some point I naturally understand what the meaning of this is, then I'm supposed to know what the meaning of it is. And if not, then like, I'm happy to be along for the ride. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say is for both of you who asked questions today, you're both doing so good. So good. Yes, 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 yes. Straight up. Yes. And 
like the the reason you're even asking questions is because you're ready for the answer and you're already right there it's there right it's it's on the other side of the coin it's already there with you sometimes maybe we just let go and let it come and you hold it probably the moment you decide to let go you'll know that's so. another little thing <laughs> and then I'll, I'll i'll stop after this but whenever it's like energetic dynamics whenever a problem arises its solution is attached to it like that's how it exists in the higher realms that's how it exists as energy we see things as a then b then c oh like i got into a fender bender this month that took some money out of my bank account i'm having trouble making rent that's the problem that's b and then the solution c is whatever right but in actuality like all all of those things neil's waving a lighter back and forth like he's at a zach kaufman concert <laughs> and uh all of those things exist as abc as a construct and then they get metered out into our reality as a then b then c so whenever you have a question that arises understand that your question does not exist if there were if there were not an answer to it we think that we create questions and then answers are created from the questions. In fact, there are answers and we create questions that reflect those answers. The questions are the guidance itself, where it goes, TBD. Follow yeah. your nose, wherever it goes. Follow your it. nose to the next episode of What Wasted. Ooh. Boom. Mic drop. We love you guys. <laughs> we're out. <laughs>